Hey everybody, welcome to the Patty G Show. I am your host, Patty G. If you are watching us, you will quickly realize our studio has taken a total, total transformation. And I've got to say, it's pretty darn elegant. It's pretty legit. It's pretty sweet. We've got Tabitha of Animated Art Balloon and Decor. It is, it, it's a it's a statement piece. <laughs> like when, you'll you'll see when we bring her in when to screen that it is just it's all encompassing and it's absolutely amazing. And you too could have this background. Um, no, I'm just kidding. We are honored and pleased to have Tabitha Miller of Bat Animated Art Balloon Decor here with us today. Before we get to her and learn about her journey as an entrepreneur and how she got started and everything, all within that nature, we're going to give a big shout out and thank you to our amazing sponsors that make this show possible each and every week. Government Taco, Falaya Real Estate, Lakeman's Health Center, Horizon Financial Group, Mercedes-Benz of Baton Rouge, and you know we've got this bombing Easter-ish style coming to you from McClavey Limited. Without further ado, Tabitha, Miss Baton Rouge Balloon Decor herself, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to have you. You have you have quite a backdrop right now. It is <laughs> it's it's a 3D backdrop. It is amazing. So who who are you and what the heck do you do? Um a Tabitha Miller and we specialize in event decoration, particularly balloon decor. Okay, how, I mean, how in the world did we get here to um, all this stuff? What's your, what's your back? Let's take it back. I mean, were you going to do this in college? Did you have a career before this? No, I actually have my degree in instrumentation. I worked in okay. the plants as process analyzer specialization and running pneumatic loops. And I like to see things work and I'm very mechanically minded. Um, but in 20, 2009, we were at the zoo in New Orleans and there was a bunch of laughter and I went around the corner and it was face painting and the kids were so happy. And I was like, that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. I want to make kids happy. I want to be a face painter. And my husband's like, I don't even think that's a job. <laughs> I don't, I don't think you can quit, you know, doing instrumentation to go be a face painter. I was like, well, let me go see. So I, I set up booth at a parade. It was very popular. And so I went to the Face and Body Art International Convention, got the correct training, came back, got a couple of restaurants. Um, and through the years, I was able to be Baton Rouge's Parents Magazine public voted number one entertainer three years in a row. For face painting. For face painting and balloons. Okay. Oh, so this was with uh, balloons uh, included? Uh, so there's two types of balloons, really. Okay. There's decor, like what I brought to you today, and there's twisting balloons or entertainment. So gotcha. I can go table to table and create things with uh, skinny balloons, uh, like a Pikachu or a Spider-Man, those kind of things. Wow. So let's back up to the instrumentation part. Were you just bored with it, tired of it, didn't want to do it anymore? I mean, what made you want to take that leap and just hang up your hat on it? Spreading joy was a lot more fun. Well, I, I, can't, I can't I can't deny that or disagree there. I mean, yeah, it's a lot more fun to spread joy and yeah. see people smiling. But I mean, what that's like a big risk, though, to become an entrepreneur from instrumentation within a plant facility. It was. And my husband was very supportive. And um, we had our son at the time. And so I was able to stay home with him some to be able to go and do face painting on the weekend. And so it, it really worked for our family at the time. Uh, I think he was about two or three, and now he's 16. So it's been a hot been minute. a few years. <laughs> so, I mean, was there any entrepreneurship within your family, or were you the, are you the first one? No, I'm the first one. And not, I like, I remember working the Grimmel Springs Arts and Crafts Fair one 
early on in my career and I came home and I was counting our dollars and it was like $600 that I had earned that weekend. I remember just crying like, oh my God, this is a thing. It can be a possibility. And so um, then I, I, a local clown needed more twisters. So I learned that and found that that spread more joy and it was really great. I'm ADHD. So to be able to talk to somebody and keep eye contact and create something really made my brain happy. <laughs> <laughs> keep so, the hands doing something yeah. and your, your mind focused yeah, elsewhere. Yeah, so it, it worked really well. I love to be creative. And um, then in 2016, the World Balloon Convention came to New Orleans, and I had never seen balloon decor before that. So I told my husband, oh, it's balloons. I've got to go. It's it's for work. And I went, and the amazing works of art that these – the World Balloon Convention is a Qualitex Pioneer Convention – and there's artists from all around the world that come, and they have large sculpture competitions, and I got to be on Team USA, and we created a swamp scene, and then the gala was just, it touched my heart, and I said, I can spread more joy to more people doing balloon decor, and um, I came back home, and I already had a birthday following. Normal people would have been like, hi, birthday family that I could come and face paint for. I can do balloons for your birthday. No, I came back and I was like, I, I want to do big events. Who has big budgets? And I went and knocked on every car dealership's door. And a car dealership, Mr. Johnny at Price LeBlanc, gave me a chance. And I made his whole showroom a winter wonderland. And we had big 10-foot candy canes hanging from the ceiling. And we did a Santa sleigh. And we, we just created the most beautiful things. I learned a lot from that experience. I underpriced and I overpaid labor. So I learned about pricing and I learned about product cost. And because my why is to spread joy, but I also need you help continue on the business. You got to spread joy yeah. with your money. <laughs> so that was a learning curve. And then Community Coffee would hire me for their face paint and airbrushing and all that. And she seen I was doing balloon decor. And she called me in her office and they said, hey, we're celebrating 100 years. We're going to go to Atlanta, Georgia, celebrate there, fly back, go to Dallas, celebrate there, fly back, and then we're renting out the River Center top and bottom floor. I need you to decorate all that. Wait, all those events? All those events. I was brand new to balloon decor. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'd love to do that. <laughs> so they're like, okay, put together a proposal. So I was scoured the internet for anything, any design that made me excited. I was like, ooh, I want to do this, and this is cool, and oh, this 80-foot coffee pour into this coffee cup from this carafe. Yeah, I want to do those in the river center, and I want to do just, and and I, I presented it, and she said, yes, I'd like, let's go ahead. I was like, oh, which ones would you like? She's like, I like them all. Let's do them all. So you were given like an untouched budget, like yes. just do whatever you need to do. Yes, and so that helped me learn how to do logistics and getting my equipment from one place to the other and um, working on designs and how long things took and um, so I quickly made a spreadsheet of all the stuff that I needed. And it was a great opportunity, wonderful learning experience. And it quickly gave me the hands-on experience I needed to come back and be able to handle any event here in Baton Rouge. So I'm, I'm pretty sure you weren't expecting to have to budget in a flight to all these places within your initial proposal. So um, the event had already started before I even gave her a price. I was so nervous. I grew up in pride. Wait, hold like, on, what? Yeah. I, I like you had already started working yeah, and doing everything? Yeah, they gave everything? me a deposit, and they were like, well, how much is it? And I'm like, I don't know how to price things. I don't know. I did a lot. And they're like, mm-hmm, I need to pay you. And I'm like, oh, it's a lot. Like, <laughs> it's going to be like 
nine grand. And she's like, all right, here's my card. And I was like, no, it's a lot. And she's like, it's fine. It's fine. That's, I, I really expected more. So this is a deal. You did amazing. I was like, okay, Aaron, Aaron. <laughs> run the card, run the card. <laughs> and so it was, it was exciting. I couldn't have asked for a better first large client. They were phenomenal. They asked for tweaks on designs after each event. And I listened with open ears. We made, you know, some, uh, some slight differences. I also learned about branding. So every centerpiece, we were able to put their logo on. And from there, I realized how important branding is for companies. So that's one of the things that we offer. Like for the chamber event you went to on stage, I did their branding on the column on yep. the top. That logo was, I made sure to put their branding first and foremost. And you went along with all their colors too. Absolutely. So I, I kind of want to dissect this community coffee thing a little bit more first <laughs> so this is your first big gig what was the timeline from the start of the first event to the conclusion of the river center let's see we had three days and then we come back for one or two three days come back for one or two and then the river center we we had two days to set that up so i don't know 11 12 days like 11 or 12 days it was a it was a very was it was non-stop. a lot yeah well, and then you had hotel fees to book in there too well they they provided the room so i didn't have to worry about that oh, that's easy. they were providing it for yeah. their employees and stuff so it was nothing for them to add a couple more rooms here you go and so um i got really good friends with tommy was at the river center whenever i was decorating and so we went up in the man lift 40 foot up in the air because in the atrium when you first walk in those ceilings are really high yeah they're huge yeah i've been up there <laughs> To hang, hang balloons? Yes. And even my husband's a Baton Rouge fireman. And so we rented uh, the big eight-foot PVC orbs because that's a large space to fill. And so we, we rented those, and I wasn't strong enough to lift them and rig them. So I had to get my husband to come from the fire department. And I was like, can you come up <laughs> on a lift and rig this for me? So he's been an amazing supporter for um, his his theme is or his mantra is he makes them sturdy and I make them purdy. So during COVID, we had to pivot to <laughs> outdoor that. decor. And so he welds all my frames. And uh, when we did uh, Fred's Fred's bar, Barstool Sports came, mm -hmm. and Mark wanted a 12-foot moose. And I really tried to talk him out of it. But Mark wouldn't listen. So we made him a 12-foot moose. Sounds like Mark. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so we, we are able to do some really phenomenal things to get the attention for, for clients. So within the designs, because like I, we've done balloon arches uh, by mm. no stretch of the imagination i would never want to do it for a living it is <laughs> late nights lots of uh just scarred up fingers mm -hmm. and i don't have near the equipment that you have so it's a lot of just air exhaling for me to do it <laughs> or if i'm using an air compressor it's they're not loud they're not floating it's loud you know and i got a 15 month old so it's it's a whole big thing but all that to say, within like the arches and the normal stuff people may buy in like a DIY kit, mm -hmm. they sell the whole kit. Mm -hmm. But you probably can't buy a 12-foot moose on Amazon. So, oh, no. I mean, how are you even beginning to find stuff um, like that? So, first of all, we, we have to design to scale. And so we have to have his logo stretched out that far so that I can make sure the proportions are correct. So learning those techniques for fun. And um, my husband's really good at, at 
framing and making sure the bases and everything is very sturdy. And he's a carpenter by trade. So the moose was wood-based, so he was really excellent at engineering that to where it's really, really sturdy. It withstood a lot of winds and college kids. Which is impressive, to say the least. <laughs> so, I mean, like, are you using CAD or are you using, like, pen and paper to design? Yeah. Like, how many balloons? To, I mean, where do you even begin to know? I'm sure you know, like, the square footage of one size balloon versus mm-hmm. another, but... I assume it's a lot of math going yes, into this. Yes, yes, lots of math, and I love it. <laughs> I love scaling stuff. I love mathing. Um, we we are currently doing, like, uh, for LSU um, basketball team, they wanted a 12-foot Christmas tree. Well, I had structure in there, so I had to, I had to engineer the height and the diameter of different levels so that I could create the structure for the balloons for the Christmas tree. And then we put a light inside of it, and it was lit. It was so fun. Um, <laughs> but it's those projects get me excited. I love the the wild and crazy. Yeah, the the beyond the normal setup. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got a you you have a a, a three, you have a like a visual effect wall, like a GIF wall behind you right now. I mean, that's <laughs> just it's like next level almost. Thanks. Um, we are working with Heather with Red Cake Events for the Furball, and we're going to be bringing out some stuff that nobody's seen in Baton Rouge. So I'm really excited about that. For Lamar's Christmas party, we just did a 28-foot rocket ship that was exterior. You could see that it was a rocket, but it was also an archway, so you could walk through it like a tunnel. And then we had astronauts all inside and moon rocks and all kinds. Of, we had a, a 10-foot Lamar's planet. It's fun. I mean, I don't even. <laughs> How do you even know, I guess, where to start with a design like that? I mean, a, what, a 20-something foot rocket ship yeah. with astronauts on the end? How do you even start? Um, so I measure the space, and I create, like, for Heather's event with the rocket ship, I created a prototype length. I measured it and said, okay, this is what, this is how long it needs to be to fit the space. And then I brought it out to the space and made sure it fit. Yep, I was correct. And so then I can just go from there. I can measure the how wide that one piece was and how long do I need it. And then they also have templates where I can design into the template to create, uh, make sure my windows are placed properly and make sure the lines of the rocket was correct. And um, I was fortunate enough to meet Gary Ledbetter, who had me as one of the rigging teams at Balloonversity. Burton & Burton is a main, is a what's, distributor what's of a balloons. And so every five years they have a Balloonversity. It's kind of a university for balloons. Okay. And so I got to be on staff this year. When I first started Balloon Decor, they had just had one, so I'd never got to attend. And so this past year I got to be on staff, and it was um, a space theme. And so I, I was in charge of doing a, I think it was a, it was a, a smaller rocket, but they also, Glenn designed one a, a life-size space shuttle. Like, it was amazing. And so there's a lot of math involved, but it's it's a really exciting design. Yeah, I mean, it's just math and mm-hmm. almost Legos after that. Yeah. Just building blocks and putting everything together. So going back, you said something earlier in the beginning about being on Team USA for some mm-hmm. balloon competition. Yeah, I was uh, able to be a member of Team USA for uh, World Balloon 2016, and it was led by Sean and, uh, his name's escaping me, another gentleman. And um, I was just a team member, so we had, and we did a swamp scene. Their design was a swamp scene, 
And so the water was elevated about waist height. And you could see the alligator jumping from under the water, through the plane of the water, up into the swamp. There was a big uh, uh, cypress tree with magnolia flowers. There was underneath, uh, I think Sam created uh, anemone with a bass, and then he put it on a rotating motor. And so the bass rotated in the in the grass under there. There was so many amazing elements. There was um, a airboat with a propeller. There was, was spinning. I'm assuming. Uh, I think that one did spin. Um, there was pelicans and there was possums, a little family of possums, a mama possum and a couple little baby possums. There was a raccoon and it just encapsulated everything that, you know, you think of when you think of Louisiana swamps and stuff like that. And what was this competition for? Uh, to be the winner of the large competition. Like, um, like who are you competing at? You're on Team USA, so who are you competing So there was, against? uh, Italy, okay. there was Russia. There is um, China. Oh, they did this Alice in Wonderland display that was fun- unbelievable. Um, and the, the next to us was a two scale, like one ten thousandth of a bee. It was giant. And they had all the little bee furs on it. And it was uh, made out of framing. And it was so awesome to see all that go together. And so you're creating your sculpture while watching all these others. There was a three headed lion on a bed of rocks that had up lighting like it's it goes wild so what's what's the prize if you win this i mean it sounds like basically the balloon olympics yeah the balloon olympics and so you have the i'm sure there's cash prizes but basically you are the best of the best for that year of world balloon yeah so um this upcoming year in 2024 in march is going to be float comp float balloon convention and i'm going to go there and compete so I'm excited so y'all are hiring about somebody, obviously from like New Orleans, Louisiana area. You know that knows floats the best. Uh, float is the name of the competition. It's not necessarily a parade float. Ah, okay. um, and I'm also an instructor at the Balloon Boss Summit in November in Orlando, and so that convention completely helped my business. Um, a lot of balloon conventions focus on techniques, where this one focused on the business end of things. And I shared with you that's where I struggle. Right. I love to make people happy, but the business end of things, I didn't have a CRM. I was keeping track of everything in a notebook. And so when I went there, they shared, you know, here's a CRM. What's that? How do you implement it? How do you have your contact page? How do you, how does your client fill out your contact page? Then it goes to your CRM and you can keep up with all your invoicing and stuff like that in there. I didn't have any of that prior to 2019, 2020. And then COVID hit. And we pivoted, and once we moved our family to 10 acres in Walker, my business grew by like 200%. We were, we During had COVID? To, yeah. We were able okay, to Okay, do scale. tell. Um, so when COVID hit, we lost 16 events that one day. Yeah. On, and it was so sad because we had a glow-in-the-dark Easter bunny arch with ears going out for brick. They were going to have a Easter egg hunt, a glow-in-the-dark Easter egg hunt. And then um, St. James downtown had a fair, and we did this awesome uh, St. Patrick's Day arch with a pot of gold and a little pot of gold costume with a rainbow backpack that she could walk around in that was interactive. And so we ended up putting that outside so everybody can enjoy it after that. But um, 
So we pivoted, and instead of indoor, we pivoted to outdoor decor with my husband building those eight-foot number frames. And that's all people could really do is, is decorate outside now. And so everybody really enjoyed when you drive down the road and you see these eight-foot numbers, you know that Johnny is turning eight, you know. Yeah. or It's uh, 50th birthday celebrations. We did gold and red, and they would rent a red carpet, and they would have her on a throne, and they would have the birthday parades. And so we That's just right. we pivoted. Did do birthday parades. Birthday parades. Forgot about that. And then micro weddings were the thing. Oh, that was so much fun. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Because that was my favorite part of COVID. Because you could only invite so many people, and that was your most inner inner family, and it was very intimate, and it was really special. And so we did a lot of really nice weddings during COVID. And so instead of being able to decorate everybody's indoors, I learned what he does to balloons outdoors. Balloons don't like outdoor. I, I, was so, about, I was about to ask, um, how does the outdoors treat the balloons? They don't love it. And so then I was able to practice encouraging clients to use lighter colors. And I was able to say, okay, this area is not going to be the best, but over here in the shade, it'll last longer. Or, you know, just uh, trying to educate everybody on what happens in 100 degree weather. Well, you you would sweat, and so your balloon is too, and then it'll stick together, and then when the wind blows, they pop, and... So we, we learned a lot of the behavior of balloons so that we could educate our client on the best way to decorate their event if it's outdoors. Yeah, I mean, imagine, like, consulting has got to be part of your budget at this point. How many, oh, for sure. How long are you going to take going to do site visits, scan out what the scene's going to be, and then checking the weather conditions, determining can you even do it outside because the balloon's going to be impacted by heat, cold, whatever it may be. I mean, that's... How do you even begin to start budgeting for something like that and including in a proposal? Well, we um, we we actually are blessed to have a full-time event designer on my staff now. Um, and she's at the computer Monday through Friday taking all incoming events and helping you decide what's best for your event and placement. But the beauty of technology is, hi, client, send me a picture of your area. Where's your space? Or we can FaceTime a site walk so I don't have to spend 30 minutes driving to Baton Rouge. Yeah. So there's ways that we don't have to do that. But, like, um, for larger events where there's multiple vendors, like the Best Dress Ball or, you know, stuff like that, I do like to go on those site walks because I, I love to work with frienders, like my friend vendors. Okay, you're going to put your stuff here, so what if I did this here? And um, so site walks are really important in that situation yeah i mean they have to be so i'm very curious about like the world and like in the general sense but the world balloon event got me thinking about it what do you do with this stuff once it's done so the exciting part is if this was paper if this was uh floral florals like fake flowers like mm -hmm. this is a lot going into the environment into the landfill right right I pop this and it fills up maybe a Walmart bag. And the latex is biodegradable. Okay. Yeah. So did you have to seek out biodegradable latex or was it like a common, is it a common practice? No, it is a common practice. They're made okay. from the rubber tree and so they have to The rubber tap, tree? Yeah. They tap the rubber tree. Right. The rubber comes out. Edu educate me on this. It's, 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 it sounds like money, like money grows on trees to me. Okay. So <laughs> what, what's a rubber tree? They have a particular tree and they, uh, I guess, get a core of it out and the sap comes through the bark 
and they have a little funnel and it goes into a bucket and they use that to make all the balloons. It's kind of like maple syrup. Yeah. Okay. But tree syrup. But tree syrup. <laughs> <laughs> but balloon syrup. Yeah. I did not know. Like I knew like and there then, are cork trees and all that, but I did mm-hmm. not know there was rubber trees. Mm-hmm. This is intriguing. Sometimes when there's indoor events and we come back to pick up, if the client doesn't want to keep the balloons, I'll bless other businesses with it. We have really good relationships with a lot of the boutiques around town, so I'll go and repurpose them there, um, or sometimes they just go back to the shop and get popped. But we do offer, we're full service, so like here where I arrived and just set up, I don't arrive on site and inflate and build and all that. When I get to the job site, everything is already built. I install it, and you have a great time at your event, and then I can even come back and take everything down for you. So it makes decorating super easy for my client. I have a design specialist. If people don't know what they like, then she can send some examples, say, okay, I like that, like that. Here's colors. Balloons come in so many different colors now. We have a whole inventory room. And so it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of possibilities. So how long will something like this last? Indoors, this can last a month or two. And especially here, there's no UV rays, maybe longer. Uh, balloons love air conditioned air so non-humidity so you have lots of ventilation in here so that's great um and the uv rays do break them down and you don't have any windows so you're safe good to go so barrett you might have a balloon arch in the studio for about two or three months (laughs) so going back to those first days whenever you were making that decision to transition from face painting and what was the initial type um, of balloon design? Twisting. twisting. Balloon twisting to doing decorative balloons. That's kind of a pretty big pivot because you're ultimately, you're changing from one type of product to a whole other type of product. Mm-hmm. What was that like with your customers whenever you said, hey, I'm no longer doing face painting? Like, I know, I can tell from the type of nice person that you are, you were still face painting well into the years of doing. I wouldn't quit. And if it wasn't for COVID, I didn't. I wouldn't. Wait, I, so you did it all the way up till COVID? The face yeah, painting? I, I liked it a lot. And I liked making people happy. So I would I would get up early and work and work and work. And then I'd have to stop and change and then go entertain at restaurants. I had, at one point, I had four restaurants a week. So that's a lot. So, wait, four restaurants a week doing face painting? And balloons, yeah. And then Which restaurants? I've on, never been to a restaurant and really? seen face painting like so that. So I had uh, both Chick-fil-A's, Chick-fil-A oh, okay. um, yeah, off yeah. of Segan and uh, Airline for five years. And then the Poppy's Fajita Factory in Watson and Denham. And so we did them for a long, long time. Yeah, Chick-fil-A, I'm sure you probably made some pretty good money. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they're really, really nice people. Great, great clientele. And it's a lot of fun. They had little plays on. And my kids were little then, so they could come with me and... It worked really well. Your kids were the billboards. They'd walk around. All right, come back. Let me wash it off and repaint a different design. All right, now go tell everybody that. My daughter loves to get her face painted. My son, who's older, is really good at it. He actually, he's on payroll. This is a family affair. This is a family affair. Um, He will go and take down, and he can install organics. And um, he's really great at pickup crew. He just got his official driver's license and a better driver than I am. Which I've heard the driver's license situation has changed since I've gotten mine. It's no longer just go take a class, go to the DMV, sit for the test, do a driving portion, and boom, your license. It's a lot more complicated now it from is. what I've heard. It is. He had to have a permit for six months, and then 
it's it's a lot and he can only you he can't drive past 11 at night so if yeah. i have an event that has to be picked up after that i have to find another crew member <laughs> son you can't go you gotta be back by 11 yeah so okay so recycling then is probably i mean it's a super simple process of just deflating them do y'all like wear earplugs for this type of stuff i mean uh we current we don't okay. it's not that it's not that loud it's not that bad but when we're inflating and they pop it still scares me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine so. I mean, you, so y'all, when you've done it at home, do they pop? Yeah, yeah. Please, they, well, I, I'll be tying them and they'll pop. Like. Yeah. So how do you? Okay, that's what I'm genuinely curious about. Tying these balloons. Mm-hmm. Is there some trick or some method? There is lots like of some methods. secret sauce that we can lots figure out sauce. on how to tie balloons. So yeah. we don't. Have to I tie two of them, them together around. at one time. All right, hold up, <laughs> hold up, back up. <laughs> what? So I'm sure when you built your balloon arch, you tied them one at a time. Uh huh. And then I stuck them in the little plastic thing that yeah, it came we don't with. Yeah, do that. And then that I would taped be a it. A lot of balloons. And then I, and then I taped it. Yeah. And it was like, kept falling. Yes. Yeah, yes. So fun. Or That's we, why or I'm we here. like. Or we I did like we you. did like double sticky like yeah. adhesive and we put it on glass. Yeah. Yeah. It's delightful. We don't do any of that. It's like 11:30 at night, all four times. It's always at night when you have to do that type of stuff. <laughs> so, anyways, yes. The day before, yeah. The day, yes. The night of, you have to do it because it's no good. By the next day, which I am shocked that you're saying this stuff will last. So there's months. also a difference in professional balloons and Amazon kits. I'm mm. sorry. So they don't sell us the good stuff, is what Mm-mm. you're saying. They sell us the cheap stuff. Yeah. Gotcha. I spend probably three to four thousand dollars a month on balloons. Um, that's. I guess that's a lot of. I mean, I'm thinking about it. Like, I, you could buy a whole arch for like twenty or thirty bucks, <laughs> and yeah. that's like a couple hundred balloons. Yeah. And okay. so we have uh, inventory and. Each color that we carry, we carry the 5 inch of that color, the 11 inch, the 18 inch, 24 inch, and 3 foot. So did you know balloons come in so many different sizes? I'm I'm very lacking in my balloon education. And some balloons even have 7 seven inch though in there. So that's a lot of inventory to keep. Why would you need a 5, a five between a 7? They make it. Okay. They, this chrome here. Did you know there was a world balloon shortage and it was really, really difficult to get chrome uh, gold? This gold here is very difficult. Um, I can spend, it took, it takes hours to order. And I have an inventory. And so when you're our client, um, we take your order and then it goes to inventory. And our inventory will pull a color palette, inflate the colors that we plan on using for you, and send you a photo of it labeled. This is the colors that we're going to use so we can make sure that the right blue. I mean, you may order McClavy blue and I may send you a navy that has slightly more purple. And you will say, you know, this this navy here is more blue. Do you have one with less purple? Because navies have three different shades. And you have to carry all the shades? Yes, all the shades. So much fun. Episcopal has a specific blue and they are metallic blue, not Qualitex blue. So, like... We, and that's one of Episcopal's main colors. So we do a lot with them. You got to be kidding me. Blue is blue. No, no, sir. <laughs> no, sir. And so um, when you're our client, you get a inventory. Uh, we'll send you a, a color palette and you will approve it. And then we'll pull all the balloons needed for your design. And so we'll have buckets of balloons already pulled so that we're not going to run out of McClavy blue. You already have that because you're our client. You've paid your invoice and we have pulled your product. So, I mean, I know... And we have an inventory system. Okay. It's an app, and I can tell you how many of what particular balloon I have in stock. 
And then when I run my low, low inventory report, then I have it categorized by manufacturer that helps it e me easier, easily order. So you deal with multiple manufacturers, not just one? Mm-hmm. And okay. I have to order from so many different wholesalers because not each wholesaler carries every brand that we need. So let, let's educate the population listening about the balloon shortage in the world. Talk about that. This past weekend, I had uh, Keen Miller had an event at the estuary, and they wanted a solid strand of gold beads, balloon beads. And the particular balloon that's used to make those is called a quick link. It has an attachment point on each end to make a balloon bead. And Wait, balloons have attachment points on both ends? Some of them. <laughs> so much education. Okay. And um, they didn't, they, I could not order them. They're completely out at everybody that I tried to purchase from. Like they just, the manufacturers can't keep up with the demand and they are not replenishing us as well as they could or should or I'd like them to. And so we had to create that attachment point to create the look that Keen Miller wanted. And we did because I have that knowledge, but it is, it can be challenging. Okay, so there's a balloon shortage going on and you can... And a helium shortage. <laughs> There's also a helium shortage. We have no problem getting it because we have a really good helium supplier, but helium costs have doubled. Balloon costs have doubled. In my sortly, when I print my low inventory, I have a bag of balloons that used to be $14. They're now $19. So I have to analyze that as the business owner and saying, how much can I absorb into my profits before I'm not being profitable anymore? All right, so are you FIFO or LIFO? First in, first out inventory or last in, first out inventory? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> Tell me what that is. Educate me. So FIFO is first in inventory. So your balloon is $14. It's coming in, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to sell that particular balloon, but they're like goods, right? You can't really tell between one package or the other. Mm -hmm. But from a costing standpoint, you're going to say, I just sold this, pa this packet of balloons. I'm going to say my cost of goods was 14 because I was the first one in. First one out. That that way. Okay. So then you'll get you up to the yeah. $19 balloons. Right. So then you've got to figure out how to increase your pricing slowly enough so it doesn't hit everybody at once. Or what they did pay X dollars, now they're paying 2X. Mm -hmm. And we haven't had a cost increase. I've held off because there's so many fluctuations when you're looking at pricing. How, how long does it take my staff member? Because labor is a huge cost factor. Like yeah. last week, last pay period, two weeks, it was $7,000 for payroll. Like, I feel like that's a lot. Um, how many so employees do you have? I have seven. Yeah, that's a pretty good bit. Yeah. And so I'm now an employee because I'm an S-Corp. Right. Um, and so all that was different. But we have payroll taxes, and there's just – I have rent because we – built out of my garage and to rent space in baton rouge is highly expensive and so if we moved my entire family to 10 acres the cost difference between the old house note and new house note was less than renting a space in baton rouge and so animated art rents for a smaller amount to pay the difference in our house note so we have our own space it's a 40 a 40 by 60 shop Mm -hmm. And my husband has a 40 by 20 part of that. And now we are building him his own shop next to the house. It is a 30 by 50 and it's a red iron steel building. And we're manually building it because I really enjoy tools. 
and building and one of the purlings fell on my finger and busted it open. It's fine. I can still twist. It's good. You're good. Good. So now you got a schedule E that you got to pick up on your personal return because you're rental property. <laughs> CPA stuff. Yeah. So anyways, so yeah, there's a helium shortage. There's a balloon shortage. Of particular colors, yeah. So I'm curious on your labor side, what are you doing to combat that? How are you finding people? Where are you finding people? We're working with efficiency and we are... Um, I have a balloon coach, and we'll replay the footage from that day's whatever we built, and she'll critique and be like, look, your your staff was inflating here, but the number three was over there where that camera is, and that's, you know, a couple of unneeded steps, but the amount of times they have to go to that number three ends up being a lot, so just have your staff member move that closer, and you, your time to create that number three yard number dramatically decreases because the amount of space they have to move just working on being more efficient and uh working with a purpose that's what i tell my crew all the time what are you doing work with a purpose we're not just standing around and halfway doing something we're doing this we're doing it quickly and we also clock in and out of each client so i can run a labor report against what they built and make sure that i'm pricing correctly that's genius so you're like straight up watching film of your warehouse to become more efficient. Yes. It's 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 so important to we talk about every Monday, hey, how was this weekend's installs? What problems did you run into? How did you solve it and what could we have done to prevent it? We discuss when we fail because that's where you grow and 100%. that's how you don't repeat it. So on Mondays we have a big company meeting and um we we love to we love helping people celebrate life best moments but sometimes things don't go as planned like i got there and she had you know the whatever it was didn't fit there or couldn't attach there she asked me to move it over here and this is how we did that and so like a lot of times like uh in the summer we offer pool decor so a lot of a popular thing is balloons coming up out of your pool well if it's too windy it's not really advisable I don't want to have a balloon floating and then the wind come and take grandma down. Like, I'm not... Especially your, your three-foot balloons. That's yeah. knocking grandma down for sure. <laughs> so we do advise the client. So the weather's a little rough. You know, we can either lower, lower them really close to the water level so that it doesn't have as far that it can swing. Or we can repurpose them, bring them inside, add some fringe, and it's nice in your indoor area. And so we just kind of work with the client on making sure that we offer the best suggestions for their event. So have you seen the movie The Founder? No. So it's about the, the McDonald's brothers. Mm -hmm. And they go through something very similar to what you're doing, where they went on like a tennis court and they chalk drew their restaurant. And they would basically pretend like they were working at each station and they would shape everything in until they had a system of what their kitchen was going to look like so they could quickly spit out all of their food that they were going to be serving. So I it sounds that. like you're doing the same thing. Yeah. I mean, you're like, so you've got like cameras up in your warehouse of y'all doing all that. And is it like a daily review? Is it weekly? What's your frequency? Um, here? Every two weeks. Every two weeks. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so you're watching all the footage. No, or, it's, I mean, hey, how, how do you pick and choose? Um, Because the labor reports, will sh labor reports will show you. So this, this particular helium bouquet took longer. I sold it at this, the cost of helium, cost of product, cost of labor. I didn't make money. I lost money. Help. Oh, well, your your staff member is inflating and then tying where you can infl inflate 
and use your ribbon to tie the balloon closed. That would eliminate that step. Or, you know, have you practiced this particular inflation method with your staff? Or the way your staff is doing this, they could more efficiently do it this way. And confetti balloons explode. So, oh, confetti. Um, we have a love-hate. They're so pretty. But, I have a hate-hate. So, hate. I, I just have a hate-hate. I was telling your Belaya fella Eric. that... Here has all kinds of sparkles. I was like, who was the guest yes, before that me? That is that is from um oh I can't believe I'm blanking on her name. She she came in here, yes. It was a physical therapist. Mm-hmm. She came in. Anna Couture, mm-hmm. right? I think so. I think that's right. Anna Anna Couture, she came in and had a sparkly dress because she was like you. We gotta stand Extra. out, you know? Extra. Extra. And I'm all about it. I love it. So yes, that chair is very glittery. <laughs> it's so sparkly. I love it. I was like, ooh, I wanna sit in this one. Yeah, so, okay, glitter balloons are the worst. They pop. They always pop. They don't always pop. And here's okay, our what cheap we Amazon have balloons to do. Always pop. We pre-inflate to test the balloon what to make pre-inflate? sure. Pre-inflate. Like, inflate I take the balloon, I pre-flate it, make sure there's no holes, it's not going to pop, and then I deflate it, and then add the high float and confetti, and then it's safe to inflate. So you add your own confetti? Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a special tool that we use to open the balloon to allow it to go in, and we have all kinds of neat stuff. Man, this is incredible. I need to, we need it's to come to like a facility tour or something. Absolutely. So, okay, backing up, though, you still never told me the secret to tying balloons. Um, t- Get two balloons and tie the nozzles together. So you're making one tie for two balloons. Now I just made you more efficient. You did. I'm not running cost reports on my balloon tying because I don't want to know how much time I spend making balloon arches, but okay. So you just tie them together. I mean, Mm -hmm. you tie two together and then it works that way. Yeah. Okay. So for a structure like what you got behind us, what's the skeleton in it? Um, The shimmer wall has a um, plywood backing. A lot of... A lot of shimmer companies will come and you put them together on site, one panel at a time. And I mentioned I'm ADHD. I can't do that. I am bored by then. I'm not, I'm moving along. And so in the way, the reason we have our shimmer panel like this is so that we can get to your event, set up, and we're done. I put some sandbags on the back. We're good to go. Um, and so the structure is what's holding up the balloons that's attached to it. Um, in our vans, we keep nails, hammers, drills, screws, uh, 3Ms, attachments. Like we keep uh, a ton of tools in our van that can help us safely attach to whatever surface is at our client's event. So what is like a nightmare event that has happened in the past have you had a nightmare event where everything just went totally wrong Mm. no not really we we do a lot of problem shooting at the shop so once we get on site everything usually goes really smooth um actually yes there is but it was a, a a difficulty with the venue my crew went out to put some balloons out for a political event, and the venue kept turning the lights off on my crew, and the venue 
moved my balloons after my crew installed them. My crew went back because they had a feeling that would happen. And um, so it was a it was an interesting event. But it wasn't because of my balloons. It's just the logistics of it. Yes. And but most venues in town we have great relationships with. A lot of vendors we have great relationships with. And we love when you book with a vendor that we get along with, or we can communicate well with because it makes the client's life easier. On the back end, I'll talk to my vendor and be like, hi, their event is this time. I need to set up here. When are you getting there to set up? And the vendor and I talk together versus asking the client and going through the client, causing that many more questions. So my mom used to do weddings at their house. Mm-hmm. Are you, Do you have an approved vendor list of vendors you work of like you only work with so many vendors or what is that vendor process uh reliable excellent workmanship like i refer vendors that i admire their work and their you know if they say they're going to be here at such and such a time and they are fabulous because that's that's really what it's about is getting the client's event going at the correct time with the right vendors and so just their ease to work with their their understanding of the how the flow of the venue and the flow of the event and we look we have several vendors in town that we just absolutely get excited to work with so what is the landscape of the balloon industry and the balloon scene in baton rouge Mm -hmm. compared to when you started um i think it's uh, there's so many more there's a lot of competition there's a lot of balloon companies out there now I venture to say I was one of the first in Baton Rouge. Um, Now there's a lot of companies, and that just means that people have options. We are by far the most experienced and advanced in our designs. Um, But we do have overhead where a new company may not. Now a new company may come to your house with a bag of balloons and inflator and be in your house three hours creating something for you, where we don't do that. We show up, everything's already built, we install, have a great day, and the new company will eventually learn better ways to do things. We've already been there. We've been through our growing phase. Yeah. So. I, I say we, we have been, but we've been growing the last two years insanely. This year, maintaining is, is our goal. Have you had to, like, turn away work because you all busy? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, next weekend we're definitely turning away work. So, oh, like for St. Patrick's Day? No, this this weekend, this weekend I think we're we're booked, but de- definitely next weekend. And we've had to implement last minute fees because I have so many people's lives that they're like, okay, I'm doing this, this, and this on Saturday. And if we introduce a new event, then that changes their schedule, and so they need to be compensated. So we've done last minute fees to give them a bonus, and it messes with our production schedule. I may have to keep people overtime. Like, there's a lot going on behind the scenes to make sure that all the events happen. But we are able to handle a large number of events. So what's kind of been your biggest hurdle to turning away work? (sighs) Repeat clients. Clients that I absolutely adore. Like, it's like, ugh. Like, I have a client. I'm going to Lafayette this Saturday to go twist an event for a friend. And a client had an event this past weekend, but it had to be rescheduled due to rain. And I'm like, okay, 
I can make it out there and make it happen for you if I come at 6.40 in the morning <laughs> and I'm willing to do it for you. And I'll come and I'll set it up and it'll be good to go for nine because I'll get there, set it up, be able to come back, get my car, leave the van and go twist. So it's a lot of logistics and a lot of moving pieces, but it's a lot of fun. And especially with the St. Patrick's Day Parade, because I have two or three events downtown, but they close off the road. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to bring you the stuff. You have a room to store it on Friday because we have to be able to get in and get out like stealthy. It's a lot of fun. Well, I think that your level of customer service and the links you go to for the existing customers and for new customers is ultimately what's probably gotten you to where you are because it's like you recognize the value of working with someone well. Mm -hmm. And if they work well with you, like I'm sure if like community coffee calls, you're like, yeah, what do you need? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And there's a lot of event planners in town that I'd love to work with because they love out of the box, big, wild, never seen before. And if I pitch that to them, I know they're going to go for it. So when they call, I'm like, hey, what you got? What are we doing? What kind of crazy stuff can we do? So outside of the the world's championship, what's been one of the craziest designs you've had to do? Um, oh, that moose for Fred. <laughs> we didn't sleep. <clears throat> uh, Fred's Mark wouldn't hear of not doing a twelve foot moose, and I was like, "No, I'm just gonna print your logo and put balloons around it. It'll be twelve foot. It's great." And he was like, "No, I want a twelve foot balloon moose." <laughs> so. We use really tiny balloons for that, and you can't do, balloons lose air over time, but if it's something this large and the whole thing shrinks, you won't be able to tell. Right. But if we use the same size balloons for, like, that little leprechaun won't last quite as long. Um, the With the beard balloon, and everything? Yeah. yeah, his little beard will get smaller quicker than the larger balloons. Um, and so we couldn't do it way ahead of time, and none of us slept that night. We started on, on the moose at like I think we started at I don't know 11 that day with painting the backdrop and then we did each balloon and there's over 1200 balloons on there and so we finished at 6 30 in the morning and then we loaded the u-haul with all the events because that's the day we did LSU 100 as well and so and the 12 foot bar stool oh it was so fun (laughs) logistics is a big part of my job yeah i mean logistics efficiency and manpower like that's just ridiculous to work all those elements in together especially with three massive events it was fun and we did uh four by six eye of the tiger out of balloons it was so fine for the lsu 100 or for yeah so how were you able to find employees like where are you finding them oh So when we moved to the 10 acres, our shop was a man shop. It had to undergo major construction. So that was the first funniest interview. Hi, would you like to come work for a balloon company? We're an events company. We're also under construction, and it's February, and it's cold. So we're out here while we're going to be on this side of the shop while they frame up an office and a bathroom over here. Um, Are you okay with popping a squat? If not, you can drive to my house. Um, so we have, we have pivoted and grown so much. We, I had to put in a, a Modad. We have a restroom now. We have an office now. Um, and so now when I interview people, are you creative? Are you good at problem solving? Do you enjoy monotony or do you enjoy different things every day? What drives you? How, how do you, fun- you know, those questions are on my, 
I now have an HR packet. I, I never thought I'd have that. Um, so my interview questions is, what is your favorite design on our Instagram? If they haven't looked at our Instagram, you probably don't want to work for me because design is a big part of what we do. Um, and so the interview process is very lengthy to make sure that the right, the right type of person is working with us. Eventually, one of my employees coined it as, what would you do for a Klondike bar? We want that level of crazy. Would you go just one more? Just a little bit further to make sure that event works out fine. I think there's some value in that. So I, I heard, I don't know who said it or what the entrepreneur's name was, but they almost, he said that he tries to basically pre-fire the employee mm-hmm. in the interview process. And if they get, like he, he tries to make them want to quit before they even get hired. Yeah. And if they surpass his challenges, his difficulties within the interview process, he goes, great, go talk to my team. They'll, they'll, they'll get your, your packet and everything else. Yeah. So it's like that's the interview is he and his wife, they sit you down and they just throw all these different crazy wild examples at you. Because it's like you're inevitably, inevitably going to run into this. How are you going to react if I call you and say we got to build a 12-foot moose at 11 o'clock at night? Oh, my gosh, right. Like what are you going to do? Are you oh, going to say, and also um, heights I can't. And, and carrying heavy bases because outdoor decor requires really heavy stuff. So like yeah. they're like, did you bring in this wall by yourself? And he helped like twist it and turn it. But basically, yeah, I have two handles on the back so I can pick it up. You have to be able to carry things. You have to not be afraid of heights. I'm on top of a 10, 12-foot ladder all the time. Like, we do a lot of rigging. There's a lot of different ways to rig things, different ways to make sure things are secure. And I need to make sure that your brain has that mechanical ability to understand that gravity pulls stuff down. So you install my (laughs) command hooks to where the hook is up and not down. Like, there's a lot of um, technical things that go on to make sure all events work out smoothly. Yeah, I mean, it's just... We do balloon drops. We do all kinds of cool stuff. Ah. You said it too quick. You do balloon drops. I know. How fun is that? It's part of the design. Now it's sideways. It's It's part of the decor. And it's perfect timing because we're starting to wrap up the show. Fabulous. So, and as we do that, we have a set list of questions we like to ask everybody. The first one being, what is something you did as a kid you wish you could still do today? Not pay bills. <laughs> <laughs> Not worry about S Corp and yes. taxes. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. HR. Ah. Uh, that's that's a very very good answer. <laughs> just be able to go out. Like my daughter loves to go to the backyard and get in a swing and just swing for hours with no responsibility, nothing pushing, no, just that freeness. Yeah, the the ability to just relax and understand that. When you go back, it's not like there's a list that's been building while you've been gone. It's just <laughs> as you left it, you know? That would be nice. I think we all want that. Um, so what are three lessons you've learned along the way? Um, everybody's going to mess up. It's how you react to your mess ups. Um, it's how one. you handle it. That's a good one. Because making mistakes is going to happen. It's owning it apologizing and making it right um that's a big lesson um treat others how you want to be treated um don't forget to stop and smell the flowers like when it's graduation season or we're just in that busy season it's difficult to take that minute and go okay this is not gonna make or break us calm down it's not 
the end of the world. Um, just try not to take things too serious. Yeah, I like to, I like to stop and smell the roses in five year increments. So it's like put your head down, grind it out for five years, and pick your head up and be like, all right, where am I at? What have I gotten done? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Right back down to it. Mm-hmm. But yes, stopping and appreciating how far you've come right is crucial. Because if not, you're just going to end up working yourself to death, and you're going to forget why you started in the first place. So what is something you love about Baton Rouge? Um, I love the people. We have some really kind-hearted people that I've gotten to meet. Um, we, I love the people in the industry I'm in that I get to serve that has a heart for others. We just got to help the Holy Festival celebrate, and their festival is about connecting and unity and it's just the people in our city that have a heart to do good for others that I get the pleasure to interact with is is a blessing yeah I mean they're great group of people and that festival is is doing wonders for the city yeah I've I've seen I've yet to be able to go because it's always right in the middle of tax season but it Mm -hmm. looks like it's a blast yeah so one day right uh, the next thing that's going on is the Flower Fest, and that is another great group of people who yep. are raising funds for St. Jude's. It's going to be on April 1st. April 1st. Okay, mm-hmm. perfect. So for the final question, what can I do to help you? Uh, having me on has been phenomenal. Thank you. It helped me stop and appreciate where I've come from, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Asking about from the beginning. <laughs> um just if you know of anybody who having some events that would like some extra pizzazz, send them my way. I'm, I'm definitely not creating another balloon arch after this. It's, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, it's not doing it. I'm saying, nope, we're just going to, we're going to, we're going to call Tabitha. Call we're going to call my, here, here's Tabitha's number, call her and you, and just have her handle it. I'm not doing it. I don't want the blistery fingers after that. <laughs> so what's an easy way for people to get a hold of you and where can they find you? Uh, social media, animated art balloon. Or our website, animatedart.us. .us. Clever. It's different. It's sticking in people's brain. Yep. I like it. And I'm sure the animatedart.com was pretty pricey. Um, it's it's not even available, and it was some kind of weird something, and I was like, eh, .us is fine. It's Love rock it. and roll. United Love States, I'm proud of my country. Love it. It's different, and it stands out. Just like everything else we've got here. It's perfect. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate your time. Appreciate you just rigging up this place. I mean, it looks phenomenal what you've got back here. That wall is just like, it's a whole long, oh yeah, there it is. The wall is just incredible. It's like a living organism almost. So, (laughs) and I know you bring that to every single event that you do. You bring that type of style, that type of living style within the balloon art. I love to, I love a good theme. Hey, we're about it. And we got St. Patty's Day coming up and around the corner. That's right. So thank you so much for coming on, Tabitha. I appreciate your time. And I appreciate everybody else, whether you're listening or you're watching the show. I know the guests enjoy you consuming what they've got to offer. And if you're in the market for a balloon design or some balloon decor at your next event, whether it's big or small, make sure you reach out to Animated Art Balloon Decor in Baton Rouge and tell them the Patty G Show sent you. And they're going to take great care of you no matter what. And a big, wonderful thank you to the amazing folks that bring you this show each and every week. Hear a little bit more about them right now. So you're home for a $399 flat fee with Falaya. No, seriously. Falaya will list your home on the MLS and help you get all the way to the closing table for as little as a $399 flat fee. Our online platform is insanely easy to use and will save you thousands. 
If you're thinking about selling your home in 2022 and want to keep more of your hard-earned equity in your pocket, you need to check out Falaya. Falaya, real estate reimagined. Thank you all so very much for listening to this episode of the Patty G Show brought to you by Government Taco. They're located on the corner of Government Street and Jefferson Highway. Jay is always slinging up a new taco of the month. So if you're a frequenter to Government Taco, let us know in the comments what you thought about this month's taco of the month. If you're not a frequenter, maybe trying out this month's taco might just convert you. Big thanks over to them at Government Taco for making the Patty G Show possible. Imagine taxiing on a plane looking toward the end of the runway. It seems so far away, it's even hard to see it. And that's what the concept of retirement probably felt like when you were in your 20s, 30s, and 40s, way far in the distance, not visible or even a concern. But as you turn 50, something happens. Retirement suddenly seems like something real, something not too far away. In your 50s, you are rolling down the runway. Retirement is getting closer and closer, faster and faster, weeks and months zipping by. But are you even ready for a successful takeoff to retirement? Fear not, there's still runway left, but the time is now. Time to make progress and time to get a plan. The Runway Decade will help you get organized, get energized, and give you the direction you need to take off to your desired retirement. The Runway Decade building a pre-retirement flight plan in your 50s. Thank you to Mercedes-Benz of Baton Rouge for making this show possible. Nick Pentis is a past guest. We love having him on. Listening to him talk about the culture they have over at Mercedes-Benz of Baton Rouge is really an incredible thing to hear. How they treat not only their employees, but every customer that walks through the door. You are more than just a number to them. They're going to give you that white glove concierge service every step of the way they're going to make you feel like family and take what can be a stressful time in people's life shopping for a car they're going to make it so enjoyable and so pleasurable you're going to want to go back there time and time again for every new vehicle thank you so very much for mercedes-benz of making this show possible Thank you to our wonderful sponsor, Lake Men's Health Center with our Lady of the Lake Physicians Group. Guys, I know it's tough to get out and go to the doctor. I know it's challenging to find time in our busy days, but I promise you, signing up to be a part of this group with Dr. Curtis Chastain and Dr. Tyler Boudreaux, you won't regret it for several reasons, but most of those being the fact of the time it saves, where you're able to get in on the same day, get that appointment done, and spend that time you need to talk with them about what your health goals and concerns are, as well as ensuring that the financial investments you have, you will be able to live out and see those come to fruition. So if you're an investing guy, you know all about and planning for the future and investing in the future. There's no other more important thing to invest in than your health. Make sure you go check them out, our Lady of the Lake Physicians Group Men's Health Center, and tell them Patty G sent you. McClavey's Limited, a proud sponsor of the Patty G Show, has been serving the Baton Rouge area proudly for 40-plus years. Gentlemen and ladies, if you're shopping for your man, there is no other place in the Baton Rouge area to get your clothing, whether it's game day needs, everyday needs, business attire, formal attire, whatever you want. Go over there, see Frank and Ashley. It's a father-daughter duo. They do incredible things in their store. They will outfit you from as simply a shirt that you need for one evening, or all the way to a full wardrobe overhaul. They're going to take care of you every step of the way, and be sure and let them know that Patty G Show sent you. Oh.